Oh shit, don't uh, touch the cable. No, don't do that. You don't want your microphone to blow up. Again. I, um... I've got, like, a new irrational fear now. <laughs> a new one? Let's hear it. Uh, sorry, Vape. Obviously, Vape Nation. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And I had, a, <laughs> I had a dream where I was vaping and the vape pen, like, blew up in my face. <laughs> Fuck. And every now and again, that's I just good. think... Every now and again, I just think about it, and I'm like, oh. uh, "Yeah, that's that's horrible. That would that would be horrendous. You'd be scarred for life, all because of your uh, addiction to vaping." Yeah, it's quite poetic, you know. really, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be quite a. Is <laughs> <laughs> your body telling you to just stop? Please, quite a narrative, narrative arc. Your um. <laughs> <laughs> Joker origin. Yeah, I'd look sick. I'd have like a cool scar. Mm. Although, like, the, like, how yeah. how did I get these scars? Story would be a bit kind of mundane. <laughs> I was smoking my vape. <laughs> I was out of nowhere. It just blew up. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do that full narrative. I'll save that for the movies. <laughs> we all have an impression. They should make him vape in the next one. When they do like the Joker 2, they should do it modern day. And he doesn't like smoke cigarettes, he, he vapes. Yeah, that, would, that would push it up to a, a 15, so they've had to use, had to swap it out for a vape. <laughs> Can you imagine like Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci in a in an, in another Irishman film or whatever, in a Goodfellas 2, sat oh, around in a bar vaping? Yeah, they should do yeah. a, yes, because they should do a modern day gangster film. And they are On like the still... Yeah, and they're still like mafioso type Italian guys in you know suits and stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they vape. Peaky Blinders style. I love it. Oh, I'm out of juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm blowing juice over here. Sound more like a Lewis Griffin more than a Italian mobster. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. We need it. The impressions get better, I promise. I have to warm up into them. Mm. Yeah, of mm. course. You've got to do your vocal exercises. Mm, do you do yeah. any of them before the show? No, not today. No, not today. No. <laughs> well, I used to do, <laughs> I don't do it anymore. <laughs> Acrobatics. I don't do it anymore. I used to. That's oh. when we first. <laughs> I'd be like, mm. I, just, I, think, I think I spoke about it. I, I did, I did yeah, this yeah, thing where you like. We did mention that. Yeah. And uh, it did nothing. Absolutely no. nothing. It's good for the soul, though. It's good for the mind. That's good. I mean, I, I, I would like... Um, have you seen that behind-the-scenes video of... Uh, oh, what's his name from The Shining? Um, Jack Nicholson. Uh, prepping what for the... Getting preps? Is that yeah, what he's, he's getting doing? prepped. And he's just like on, on the spotlight. Jumping. What's <laughs> <laughs> everyone else around him? It's just like completely normal. Yeah, that's, that's me yeah. getting ready for the for the podcast in the morning. Yeah, I'm more like Shelley Duvall, like traumatised in the corner. <laughs> With your vape. <laughs> Doing vocal exercises. Stanley, I don't want to do it again. Doing like um, the uh, AEIOUs in the middle of vaping. Do re mi. La soda. Dido. And then you start the show. You just go straight into it. Followed by like 20 coughs. Yeah. That's how we, we don't clap to sync the audio anymore, you just cough. You just know you can hear it from Bristol. Yeah. 
<laughs> shakes the desk. <laughs> episode where hey i'm here a week the best oh well done yeah good you uh i've been waiting for that one all week yep didn't land though brilliant well maybe someone at home laughed if you did laugh you 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 possibly need to question that one yeah Yeah. i mean if you know if they did laugh we can't hear so you're just left with the silence (laughs) um Sort of joke and music, and just say like all of my jokes that didn't work. <laughs> God, it's depressing start. Um, yeah, welcome back. Special Hello. episode, Spider-Man mm. double feature, because we're all so excited for this new film that's coming out. I'm trying to drops in. Uh, how how many hours? Like um, a couple hours. It'll probably drop while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, probably. Apparently, it's dropping at one thirty in the morning. Um, um, I've already told myself that I'm not 12 anymore. I can't stay up till that time. Um, so yeah, I'm just not going to go on the internet in the morning. As an aside, um, we'll get into the into the into the films, but oh yeah, I'm um, so like, has this happened before where they've been like, guys, the trailers? Like, I know they do that, but not to this extent. I feel like it's weird that they feel like they're having a whole event about the trailer. It was always know, be like. They know the hype is so high right now. They just it's must be, be like oh, reeking it in. I call it now. It's going to break some sort of YouTube record, like most viewed trailer. Oh, Probably, first yeah. one to reach like you know a hundred million views or whatever in the quickest time. Something stupid like that. Yeah, um, it just says a, it in. Yeah, it just says a lot about you know today the, the state climate. of these films and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like I don't know. Uh, I, I I like uh, I've seen some insane takes on Twitter about you know <laughs> about how, why people are excited and they can't wait to see the trailer and oh they better be in the trailer oh I oh, I wish they're in it and it's like they're not going to be though you you know you just turned your viewing experience into you know like the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen going like oh look. I knew that. Oh, I saw that when it leaked. Oh, look. That's a oh, little, I know. It's a little uh, nod everyone, to the audience, that. You see that? It, <laughs> it, it makes me wonder how people are still hyped. Like, I think people perhaps have this feeling that it really can't be true. The rumours really can't be true. Um, and it won't be affirmed until they've seen it. But they're not... I mean, I'd probably like to... I don't really want to see them. Or I want all the visual aspect of it to be for... You know, I want some kind of like feeling when I actually go and see the movie other than like I'm watching it for the fifth time already um, it's like when like a meme it's like memes ruin films for you like you've seen like all this you know like um, who said it the other, I think it was you who said it the other like American Psycho like I feel like I've seen that whole movie just because of the memes 
Um, I feel like I've seen all this movie just because yeah. of the rumours of this. I want yeah, some surprise. And it's like, you know, remember when this was like a, the third Tom Holland Spider-Man film where Doctor Strange was going to be in it? <laughs> yeah, oh it's my like, God, yeah. Like, no one's talking about that. And like, we, we spoke about that first trailer and kind of shared off initial thoughts and we were kind of praising it for being like, okay, like, it looks like, although there is stuff going on, you know, all that fucking <laughs> bullshit, that they're, you know, it's a continuation and they're doing all that stuff. And like, I like, I, you know, I'm way more interested in that, to be honest, than, you know, than the possibility of Toby Maguire swinging through. I just, it, it, I, you know, I know they're just dumb fun and whatever, uh, you know, I, sure. I, I hear that completely and absolutely it's cool that these things are going to probably be coming and, you know, I'm excited too, but, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'd like to just enjoy it when I see it. <laughs> I don't want it all just on the table for me. There's yeah. no surprises installed. I turn up and I watch something that's exactly what I thought it was. It's, uh, you know, I don't know how people can be so excited about it and keep the, the ball rolling and and you know, and they they know what I don't behind the scenes with these you know quote unquote leaks and stuff. Leaks. Like I I'm I'm sure some stuff did generally leak, but there's some stuff where I just think there's no way you know that got under the radar or whatever. Or, yeah. And they know exactly that this has all been because uh, even before they were making this, you know, there was already people were already talking about it then. So mm. clearly, at some point in production, they went, yeah, you know, I reckon. I reckon this could be a thing. People seem to want how this. Could we, yeah, how could we leak this? Like, I'm pretty sure they must have... I find it quite interesting that they must have some sort of studio policy where anyone who enters, like, the editing suite has to, like, be checked for, like, phones or can't bring any phones in. Like, they have to wait outside. <laughs> um, that's got to be a thing, hasn't it? Because otherwise, you just... You'd probably have to sign an NDA if you go in the building. Yeah, I'm sure you sign NDAs and stuff. Yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, but it's mad, like... And to think that one man knows everything, even like what some producers don't know, that like Kevin Feige just knows it all, him and the writers, just like, yes. Mm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I am excited for it because I am looking forward to seeing the film, but I'm not quite sure how I'm going to feel watching it, given that I don't feel like I'm going to have much surprise going into it. I think it will just be the buzz yeah. of actually seeing the supposed leaked actors. Um well, they're not. They're not even leaks anymore. They're confirmed. They're just totally confirmed. It's more or less. It's more or less just like yeah, fact. It's going to be a thing. You know, my favorite. Um, <laughs> one of the very early leaks, uh, which I do think was a genuine slip up, was um, they were interviewing one of the actors who's like one of the teachers. He's like yeah. the, and they were like <laughs> some interviewer just like, oh, are you in the third one? Yeah, yeah. What are you looking forward to? And he just went, oh man, it's going to be so cool. I'm so excited for Toby and Andrew to come back. <laughs> oh. um, so I imagine he's been, you know, buried six feet underground Burn. now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, not a, he's not here anymore. Yeah. He's, he's, been, he's been cut out. He's been cut out yeah. of the film, I think. But, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and that happened like ages ago. That happened like months ago. I remember seeing that and being like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's def it's mate, it's definitely it's definitely happening. Um, I think it happened with Alfred Alfred Molina too. He someone was just like Oh, he was just like, Yeah, I, I can't wait to come back and reprise the role and they were like, What? Yeah. <laughs> wait, I, I, they what? Were like, he was like, Excuse Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was it was challenging, but you know, I can't wait to come back and it was like 
Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, I've just made millions of pounds. Thank you for that. Yeah, you don't give a fuck. Lovely, lovely to meet you. I watched a... Uh, there was an interview with Willem Dafoe. Because uh, they had a film out recently. Excellent. And they were talking to him and they were like, So, uh, Willem, you got any projects on the way? And he was like, uh, Well... Uh, <laughs> there's something that I can't talk about. <laughs> and everyone's just like, right. So, I wonder what that is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Bless him. He did try. But he felt, he, you know, he felt the sniper bullet on the back of his head, he knew. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he felt it. <laughs> Burning into the back of his temple. I'm much more excited for the, the, the bits of, like, uh, filmatic language like the music the score the original scores that if they're going to be used uh because they're like the even watching the amazing spider-man which i'll get into like the music is like somewhat nostalgic but the original like theme for spider-man is like ingrained in my skull and i think if i ever hear it or if i hear it in this movie in this third one i might cry on on command um it's just like it's like pure, like liquefied nostalgia. Um, I don't, we'll and it, it, it's it's crazy, isn't it? But um, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll see. I'm still, uh, we'll I'm, see. still I'm still shoddy about. As I've said, I'm still shoddy about old iconography coming up. But yeah, we'll yeah. find out. We'll probably find out tonight. I fucking guess. <laughs> I see. Anyway, yeah, we'll find enough out about enough about that Spider-Man film. Let's talk about two more. Oh, fucking um, Marvel, man. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, let's go back to a simpler time. The year Ooh. is 2002. And nine eleven happened, and uh, <laughs> fuck's sake, you ruined it already. Um, I'm going to do the intro next time. No, 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 no. Anyway, nah. a great film came out. Uh, Sam Raimi directed Spider Man, Spider Hyphen Man, um, which always catches me when I go to search for it. Uh, starring Tobey Maguire, uh, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco. Ooh, James Franco. Ooh, we'll get into it. Um, and Willem Dafoe, of course. Uh, you recommended this one because you watched yeah. it recently. So why don't you uh, tell t- tell us why you wanted to talk about this film for children that I love dearly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, I think a lot of people remember it from from growing up. If you, I think for a lot of people our age, this was like an introduction to superhero films. Um, pretty certain it was my one of my introductions to superhero movies um given it was made in 2002 um i specifically remember being traumatized by the the scene where he gets yeah william defoe gets turned into the green goblin in the lab um and i, I remember watching it i think it was i watched on vhs at my nan's house and um my grandparents were very religious and i think it was a surprise to them as much as it was to me seeing this like creature fucking being born in in a lab to which i think i cried uh because i was like four <laughs> i screamed at the telly oh um, god <laughs> oh my god what is going it's, yeah, that, it's, that traumatized me too i think and, i remember that vividly <laughs> well one of the things that we've brought up about spider-man 2 because we want to do a whole episode on spider-man 2 because um i don't want to speak on your behalf but i think it was one of your um, staples in in like film history for you like it's one of your all time favourites mm-hmm. um, but one thing that's always brought up in that discussion is how um, uh, the, 
the man behind this film, the director, is Sam Raimi, um, who was essentially the creator and director of uh, like the Evil Dead, and he his he was kind of born from horror roots, um, and he very cleverly makes these PG films quite scary. Um, looking back on it now, like it still is like creepy and it's weird because it's like this is a this is like a twelve. Um, and uh, you, you get a lot from it in that regard. There's a lot of things that surprise you um, in this like that, the, the kind of shock value or the, um, <clears throat> the, the the tone switches quite unexpectedly and stuff like that. But um, on a less deeper note, I think the film as a whole is very good. I think it's uh, the beauty of it is that it's quite simple, really. Simple narrative. You know, you see both characters like the hero and the villain be born at the same pace at the same time they share the the narrative together um and it's just very cohesive in that regard like the narrative is quite smooth um so as a film in general you know you have very strong motives throughout of it um it ticks up a lot of like film language boxes that make it as a film very good but then there's a lot of things that make it a very good action and a very good superhero film. Um, and it's weird that a film, superhero film, even so kind of, as you would consider like uh, in the early 2000s um, to be this, especially when you consider how many come out today and how popular there are. Yes, it is yes. so well tuned in to <clears throat> the, the how, how would you put it? Like the, um, the, the format that works um, for them. Yeah. What you're saying here, is really uh, the foundations of what we have today. Um, you know, superhero movies weren't like sure bets at, it, at this time, uh, which is kind of weird to think about now, but, um, you know, the visual kind of medium wasn't there quite yet. And it, 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 the whole kind of second, the sec- kind of second wave of like nerd culture, you know, ha- we're not there yet. We're not in like the 2010s quite yet. We'll talk about that with the second film. Uh, tonight but um yeah so there's a lot of kind of uh that you you are you are seeing a lot of like kind of the invention of a lot of the kind of uh what's it like sculpting of these kind of narratives and the foundation blocks of mm. how you make a superhero movie and um it is very kind of lean it's a very lean film i think um <laughs> But, you know, given that kind of context, I think it's kind of out of necessity because I think they don't want to give you too much to get confused in and bogged down with in terms of comic book madness. Obviously, yeah. now today you have, like, crazy bullshit going on and it's completely normal. But, <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, this is absolutely like the beginning. I mean, even the big Kevin himself was involved with this and uh, X-Men as well. He, you know, he was lurking behind the scenes, uh, taking notes. Um <laughs> And yeah, it's a it's a classic. It's a it's a classic and very like uh, good time capsule of the time. Obviously, like I was a but but a toddler during this year. But I, you know, I remember being a young man, being a young boy, and watching Spider Man on VHS too. And um, mm. the the Sam Raimi films really take me back to that time. And uh, I don't know if it's it's probably a bl- blend of just sort of the general iconography. Um, which is so strong in this film. Um, mm. 
so yeah, it's a it's a little goofy. I, I'll give it I'll give it that. I think in terms of like holding up, uh, there's a lot lot of it that hasn't uh, aged all that well. Mm. Um, but it's still pretty solid, and it's better. Honestly, it's you know it's still kind of better than your average Marvel film. And I think it's because they they really add a sense of uh, that kind of fi- that kind of filmic language that you're talking about. You know, it, there's a kind of there, you know there is some kind of crazy uh, spectacle stuff going on. Uh, there's a very grounded heart to the story. Uh, that's mm. always kind of bursting through. They really understand the mythology of this character and uh, the elements that work about him. Um, and that's what makes it kind of this all-time classic and uh, why people keep coming back to this movie because uh, it's so... They just did it so good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting little case study of a superhero movie, I think. I think a lot of... Mm you know despite being so foundational so many films today don't take enough notes from what's going on in this film and its uh, sequels I think mm. um, yeah completely I think like one thing I noticed with most modern superhero films is that I'm always looking for a reason to root for the main character right because obviously it's so yes. heavily focused <laughs> on Yes. Like, uh, it sounds obvious, but no, uh, yeah, but it's true. Like it's true. It, you go well, into you know. it and you go. You, there's so many superheroes. You go into a new origin story and it's like, okay, so as a filmmaker, it's kind of your job to make your audience believe and root for that person. Um, whether that's giving them, make make you empathise with them, or grounding them in a sense of like unease, or or giving them giving you a reason in the first place to actually like them. Um, but with Toby, um, part of the reason because of the script and his direction and also the way he acted the character, he felt very kind of like believable. He was like likable, but he had like believable like motivations and believable like responses to things that happened within it. Um, and he felt like a person as opposed to like anything more than that uh, 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 in its first grounding. Like you could, believe, you, you feel like you've seen this person in your life before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for some people it's like, I am that person because it attracts a lot of uh, uh, nerds, I guess you could say. I was a little nerd. I was a little skinny boy. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, uh, you know what I mean? That's, that is definitely the appeal of Spider-Man. Definitely for me growing up was that, you know, I was a little nerdy, nerdy, nerdy dick and, uh, <laughs> you know the, those stories are kind of always cool for uh, for young kids it's why I understand representation folks okay whenever people are yeah. clamouring on about representation in films I know this is a very stupid point to make but it's <laughs> honestly true <laughs> it's, I get um, it um, yeah, it's- but uh, yeah that kind of human aspect I think is also very uh, important for his supporting cast too I'd yeah. say yeah, it's, a, it's one of those elements that modern superhero films today just don't uh I think they really dropped the ball in this regard in terms of having a solid supporting cast. Um, mm. This this uh, this film, you know, lives on the back of Peter's relationship with his with his peers and stuff. You mm. know, his relationship with Mary Jane, with uh, Harry Osborne, and you know, and Aunt May, and it's those are the things that actually make the film. It's not the punch crunchy swinging and stuff like that. Stuff's all you know, great or whatever, but the real heart and core of the film that you sink your teeth into is is that are those character dynamics and believing them and them feeling earnest and real and 
uh, mm. being heartfelt. It, it's something that just isn't there in a lot of modern films and it's a very underbaked element a lot of the time. Um, I think about like Shang-Chi that we saw uh, this year, like yeah, there's a, you know, there's kind of supporting cast in there and it it never goes to those kind of emotional places or, or depths that this film manages to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's kind of vital the, 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 you know, the superhero is not enough to just carry the film. It is tends to be the case. I mean, you know, it for all the yeah. best superhero films, I think it, I think really what makes them is a supporting cast. I think about you know, uh, Mug Kane and Dark Knight and his Rogues Gallery and all that kind of stuff. Like y- you need those elements to, yeah. to to work. It's the comics thing, you know. I've said this before, but when you read a Spider-Man comic, you know, you you know, like, well, he's going to get through it. They're not going to kill him. <laughs> if yeah. they do, he'll be back. Um, the question is about the, the, who, the what, who, why, yeah. where, how, you know, all these questions and how how his actions impact the people around him. And those are the uh, compelling elements of the drama. Because hmm. um, this film is a very solid drama, as you know. Uh, despite being a superhero film, it's got a dramatic core in that sense. Mm. It expresses vulnerability quite well as well. Like everyone seems to have a weakness that is established. Yeah. Um, you know, t- it's patient in in showing that as well. Like it means that whenever there's a form of tension, or there's a form of like, uh, or there's a situation that creates tension, it's believable because you understand the limitations or the weaknesses of the characters. And again, you know, these concepts are, they're not groundbreaking, but they're, they're concepts for a reason. It's, it's because for like in terms of format, they work and a film really is all about, a good film is really all about your relationship with the audience. Like why, why is this second, this frame on, on screen? Like what's it doing? And there are elements of this film that, you know, aren't perfect. And they are cheesy. Like it's, it's a superhero film and it's a kids' film as well. Like it's some of these elements need to be kind of war- they can't be complex or too complicated because yeah. you, you, that young audience needs to understand that to attach to it on an emotional level. Yeah, it's got to have it's got to have that kind of toyetic nature to it too. I mean, of course, when you when you're dealing with a character as you know emotionally complex as Green Goblin, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, um, yeah. It's very, it's, it's very camp film. Um, there's mm. some elements that, are, uh, in that regard, where, yeah, it's a little, it's a little silly, but uh, again, still earnest and nothing about relationship with the audience. Um, it was all about, like cultural impact. Uh, there's a lot. Of, I, I think they do a lot of out- audience outreach in this. Um, mm. I think one of the best scenes in the film is the kind of bridge moment where he catches she's in like the train because you know she's a woman we have to catch her we have to save her um, uh, you know it's just what we do yep. and uh, <laughs> uh, but there's a really great moment where like all the people come around and they're throwing stones and shit at Gobby and, <laughs> uh, and they really like sell in New York setting and like the people and you're always hearing their takes on Spider-Man, you know, and what they think of him, and again, this kind of a uh, talking head segments with people in the public, like uh, that's really cool, uh, and I, I think it's culturally important considering I joked about earlier, I guess, but uh, this was post 9/11, set in New York, um, 
and I think those kind of moments went a long way from what I understand you know I've I've read some stuff and seen some video essays about how like that was very culturally healing at the time to have this kind of sense of unity um, you know and camaraderie or whatever you want to call it um, sure in the community and kind of working together against a big baddie and just having a an evil meanie that you can just personify um, mm. obviously in terms of like post 9-11 uh, narratives <laughs> and stuff you can you can, you can <laughs> well you can get into some like interesting rabbit holes with that um, yeah of course. I'm not going to give Spider-Man too much credit but I do think that is definitely an element of the film um, uh-huh. New York is 100% a character in the film I know that's like the most cliche thing you can say <laughs> <laughs> but it extends to the mood and the atmosphere of it all you know the, the party iconography for me are those golden skylines and you know and all that stuff um, uh, it's part it's part of what why it's so iconic to me and you know for a long time growing up I had this mental image of New York and it is uh, this movie it is it is a uh, Spider-Man you know mm. yeah it's um I completely agree with all those points. It's uh, it's I'm trying to break down the specific elements of like certain scenes, but like as a, a front value, it, like I said earlier, it's simplicity is what works. It doesn't try to be, um, like too complicated in that matter. Like it builds. I think that's the thing I love the most is that in pace pacing wise, it really works because it's establishing the villain and the hero in their journey of becoming these characters at the same time. So you'll have a scene with Peter and then you'll have a scene with the Osborns. And it's kind of like... <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> oh, fucking inhaled some gobby formula. Oh, I know. Sharon, where, where's the glider? <laughs> oh, I left it. It's taken. Anyway. Um... <laughs> We love him so much. He's great. Oh, we meet again, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking spider thing's here again. Fuck, Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, so the Osborns. Um, yes, and, the Osborns. And that allows you to to kind of care for both sides because um, we'll get into yeah. a few things about the other movie later, but I cared... I, I cared as much about the villain as I did about um Yeah, because again, they're an integral part of the cast. The villain yeah, in, isn't just, you know, some dude. The one in the way of the hero. Yeah. The hero the hero is also in the in in the way of this other story and you've got a guy, you know, there, there are parts it, it's very honest um yeah. with its and, characters. And strongly thematically tied to Peter, like and his journey and what he's going through and his struggles like you know harry and norman are kind of this dark reflection of maybe what he wants you know um but then where you know where peter has lost a father figure in his life you've got harry and norman who you know they have this father-son relationship but it's extremely toxic and you know and mm. like these are all elements from the comic um that that work but again, it's a good. It's what I mean about like a great understanding of the source material and looking at that, and going, "Oh, look, like that works," and like that's why Willem Dafoe is so like present throughout the film. Um, yeah, another secret I love is the uh, like Thanksgiving uh, dinner they have. You know, oh, you know, so good. Roof. And not only is that like an expertly crafted bit of like you know just tension and uh, incorporation of the powers and whatever, but 
you know, we understand where we're at in that, at that point in the narrative and it's all working because we've laid a track works of these characters and where they're at and where they're going. Sure. Yeah, completely. Um, and it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's very memorable in its action as well. Like on a, on a really kind of boiled down level, like, um, the choreography is fantastic. Like in terms of, uh, the way that all the set pieces come together. There are some goofy bits. I think my least favorite bit is possibly the, the fight scene of the, in the festival. Um, the big balloons <laughs> with the big yeah. balloons. Like there was a, that was a really strange yeah. way of navigating that, that area. Um, oh, yes. and it, yeah. you know, but, the, but the strong aspects of this movie make hold up. I think the most memorable bit for me is the final confrontation. Um, we're in the kind of abandoned house um, with mm-hmm. the glider, and that's just such a interesting, like interestingly like directed piece. Um, yeah. Because there was a lot of dialogue, but it's also a lot of it's done through like the visual action as well, um, and it ties it to somewhat of an open ending, but also kind of it, it, it nails this film as like it could be its own thing. Uh, it could only just be one if it wanted and sure. you would have come out of it and you'd be like hey that is a good film it like it went from A to B you learn all these things about the characters on there you see and develop yeah it wraps up and part, part of the reason why the second one's so good is because it asks and it, it brings new questions to the table mm-hmm. but the questions that it provided in this was somewhat were pretty much answered for you and you're left wondering how that story continues rather than I don't really I'm not really bothered about how that story continues which is like a huge thing because I you know when we saw Shang-Chi um, no, unfortunately like, no I came interest. out of that and I was like <laughs> I do not care about anything else about this character going forward like yeah. it, it felt like I, I came out of it and I was like there's nothing well, on the he, table he's going to be fun to watch fight things but mm. like there's nothing else going on yeah, like I, yeah. I'm not asking any more questions about the character. Like I'm not interested. I, think, I was thinking it, about like, yeah, and I was thinking about like, you know, because they they kill out they kill, they kill off Willem and <laughs> I like yeah. it's called him Willem Dafoe. <laughs> He's just so <laughs> ingrained. <laughs> yeah, he just is so iconic for me. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, they kill him off, and I've I was thinking like, you know, how many Marvel they fucking all end with the villain dying, and it never matters. It's never like important. You know, it never has, like, dramatic weight. It never, like, fundamentally changes the ending. It, like, that just doesn't happen. Like, that, that, even that was just, like, an element where I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, no, completely agree. Um, I do think some of the action stuff hasn't held up super well. Uh, they did, they do the Matrix thing in this, which is a bit like, oh, oh God. You watch a lot of action films post Matrix set uh, immediately like oh oh that yeah 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 that and it's every time mm. it's like oh okay fine uh, <laughs> don't love it don't hate it fine <laughs> sure um, and yeah some of the uh, special effects have definitely gotten a bit uh, bit bit you know bit bit shaky bit, crappy, bit shaky bit shaky even that um, transformation scene uh, with Goblin that we were talking about you know as a kid it's funny as a kid that completely works you're terrified it's scary it's intimidating as an adult it's hilarious <laughs> yeah but um, you're watching it so it's like what the 
you just get him blown by this? green smoke and they do a lot of rapid cuts <laughs> it's you know <laughs> it's it's the it's a lot of this film was made quite well in the editing room i guess because those shots combined together were so brilliant um obviously that comes from a lot of like Raimi's uh history and of, of horror but like his close-ups are always like perfect like it's like the, the close-ups of uh you know when he's transforming into spider-man you get like the sharp like um cuts just like really poorly like 3d graphics of like veins and stuff um uh, but yes, like yeah, yeah. it's it's done so like well like there's nothing scary in those cutaways you're not seeing the creepy things but it's like you build tension and, and horror in through those aspects and yeah it's it was quite a beautiful pairing um he really understood the genre and, 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 and how to make things like not frightening, but like, um, well, it's kind of, he, I mean, yeah, it's what he's good at, but like, it's quite campy too. Like he's good at camp horror too. Like you think of like Evil Dead and stuff like, yeah, of course yeah, they're, they're kind yeah. of, in, they're kind of inherently a bit goofy and, but I like that. Like it was quite it's effective. It's, it's quite refreshing yeah. to go back to and be, and be reminded every now and again, like, yeah, you know, this is a toy commercial at the end of the day. Like, you know, it, it's got a lot of great stuff going on about it but it, you know it's silly and it's toys that punch each other and you know <laughs> yeah um, i yeah. i like that embrace <laughs> i like that embrace that that quality of him just embracing embracing that fact about it because i think a sure. problem with a lot of marvel films i saw someone talk about this on twitter today um it was very interesting they were saying talking about how you know the real legacy of like marvel now um i'm completely stealing this from tim kish who did a he was the host of a very good podcast. Um, but like the legacy of Marvel now is is this kind of like, and you see it infected into all other kinds of comic book or whatever adaptations of, of kind of cartoons or whatever, whatever kind of more kind of child friendly uh, or yeah, like child attractive, I guess, um, you know, media is this kind of like eye rolly, like, <laughs> you know, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't this a bit goofy? Like, but I like that kind of sincere earnestness of like, no, like we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna go for it. Like, there's no moment in this where I get they have like winks and nods, but it's all funny. It's all like good jokes and stuff. But like, mm. you know, the whole uh, oh, it's in the second one. Actually, I'm thinking of um, when they're thinking of names for Doc Ock. Anyway, anyway, my point being, oh. it's done in it's done in earnestness, and you know, there's no moment in this where someone's like what's your name? And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> Spider-Man? <laughs> you know, there's n- there's none of that kind of like eye rolly, like, <laughs> yeah, sure, man, <laughs> kind of like humor yeah, that, comes, that comes through it. You know what I mean? There's a true like love and like care and embracing of the the inherently wacky nature of it, you know? Yeah. And um, you kind of, you, you relate that through the character as well because at the same time it was like, the way that they did the name was like obviously did the boxing scene um and they brought him out to uh um right yeah that's what i was thinking uh, he's like uh, was like what's your what's your name he's like spider-man or something man, he was like human spider or whatever the human spider he's like oh that sucks <laughs> and he's like yeah. and then he does does the whole um boxing thing which emphasizes the amazing spider-man which was incredible i thought i was such a good like kind of you know um throw to the comics and whatever but mm. it works like it's just genuine and then he's like a piss like I'm the human spider <laughs> like you know <laughs> um, it's such a good way of doing it and and then everyone else 
knows him as yeah. Spider-Man and he has I mean, that's yeah. just his name because that's it's what, I mean, what like, people it's call not, him. It's not embarrassed of itself. No, is, yeah. is what I mean. Like it's never like oh god, isn't this kind of cringe? Like we're gonna distance ourselves a bit from it. It's just honest. Know? Like this yeah. film is just kind of honest and it's just like they've really tried to consider these aspects. Like uh, one of my favourite scenes is um when he first tries to test out his abilities he has to to try and push in himself to see what he's now capable of doing and obviously you have the first web slinging sequence where he goes to do it and he jumps off and it's all working and then he can't slow down so he just screams and hits the wall um and it shows just like he's like oh yeah he hasn't just picked up the lightsaber and is suddenly a jedi you know what i mean um it's it's like (laughs) it it, it, it always it seems whatever they try to do it it, they're always kind of relating it back to the humanity and and the roots of this person before the hero yeah um and it's the same with goblin like you know they have a really interesting thing where he's in and out of this consciousness mind of being um norman osborne and then twitching around to the green goblin it's like a conscious Mm. thing in his mind like seeing away at him it's two um, sides of the same person. Yeah. Which is, all, which is all very simple comic book ideas, you know, like, yeah. oh, dark reflections and, oh, <laughs> you know, like, it, it, it's yeah, all cool. very simple ideas, but, you know, uh, it, if you do it earnestly, it fucking works. Those scenes mm-hmm. where he's talking to the mask, you know, he, at the end of the day, he's talking to a funny helmet and I'm like <laughs> into it. It's I'm brilliant. on the edge of my seat. It's dramatic. It's tense, you know. Yeah, Ernest is a, the way you've described it is, is rather perfect. It, it does feel that way. And, um, you know, at, at, at face value, you'd probably look at this film and um, it's nowadays in comparison, it's quite goofy. Um, there are just like the visuals kind of hold up, but in some places they don't. Like, um, yeah. I remember the one of the first, I remember one of our first conversations ever about film that we probably laughed together at. Uh, was you showing me the you I remember you asking me when we were in a film once like oh have you ever seen that scene in Spider-Man where they do the web slinging and Mary Jane's holding on to the um, the dummy dummy. and I was like no and then uh, yeah so you have aspects like that where it's it's like it's so visually obvious that it's like just ridiculous and stupid and they've tried to experiment with all these different ways of be able to catch Doing that if you're looking for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the more good stuff, noticeable. I think, is, the, is, the, is just the general effects that just haven't aged. Uh, and they that, had no choice but to stuff. do a lot of this, like, practically as well. Like, yeah, yeah. All the web stuff and that, and trying to navigate how they do that. And um, it, it makes Shoot you wonder on, how, like, nowadays. locations and. Yeah, like, it all, there's, like, a, there's, a, there's a texture to. to and attention to detail to it that it is quite grounded and nothing really feels like properly bombastic other than that scene with the, the balloons where the problem with that is that it kind of struggles to ground itself in 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 physics or some some form of like like physical nature um but then you compare it to a scene like where the building is on fire and he goes in and he's in a building burn building and then you have all the quick cuts and um, the fight within there, and it's like this. That's like that, that's better. Um, so it's not it's not one hundred percent perfect. Like it's it's mm. its sequel is is definitely better in that regard. But um, it's yeah. it it's um, and I guess what I liked as well is that it didn't. 
uh, it didn't play too too much into the the comic book side of things. Like again, they they were like, no, if we're going to do like a superhero movie, it's going to be like we're not going to do like fucking like wapam, you know, cutaway stuff. Like you know, because um, there was a huge time where they were trying to experiment. Like, do we put these kind of visual aspects well, into yeah, I the mean, comics early, and, uh, and action? De- early a decade before this or whatever, we had you know Batman and Robin. And I like they chose not to do that. You know, it it didn't like if you think of like the Batman, uh, the Michael Keaton Batman, like it it was still like a form of grounded in like oh look this is like a real place real life, but like it looked all, it it didn't feel real because it was all like it looked like a comic book, like all the all the set pieces and all this stuff like it all felt like like a drawing come to life whereas this was like nah this is like a real place and you know it's not it's not the as- like the realistic aspects that matter it's like how it's navigated um but yeah it, the whole film is just very like quite genuinely honest and earnest and it, it and it works there's, there's many aspects that work it's a fun um, time for sure it is yeah it is incredibly fun um but yeah, it's uh, it's it's just quite good. Um, it's, quite good. It's, it's fun. It's one of my favourite origin films. Um, I think it's I think it's fantastic. How many uh, how many how many spied, spiders out of uh, man <laughs> would you give it? It's definitely it's definitely like having rewatched it. Like you know, I spot um, a lot of more technical things that like not bug me or throw me out of it, but. It is what it is. It happens with a lot of things. Like uh, I said to you when I was rewatching it, like I spotted there was so much overdubbing in this that just was like that is nuts. That mm. <laughs> it's so it's so like blatantly obvious. Yeah, I cry um, every now and again. Yeah, yeah, it's just like <laughs> so you know some aspects of it have aged, but like it's narratively just so strong. Um, its formula works so well. It's very honest, open. And uh, it's great fun, so I'd give it a, a, an eight, an eight Spideys. Okay, um, it's a really strong, really strong. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I I agree. I think um, there are elements that have aged well, and also just kind of knowing that we will get to Spider-Man Two, um, knowing yeah. that that one do, does all of the things this is doing right, but so much better. Um, yeah, I mean that also kind of knocks it down a peg for me. Um, and again, so there's there's certain elements about the performances I don't like. To be fair, um, I, you know, I don't think James Franco is very good in anything. To be fair, but he's he's like <laughs> fine in this. But he's very he's he's very weird. He gets more weird as they go on. Um, mm. I love Tobey Maguire. He's definitely got weird edges to him. There's you know he's a <clears throat> he's a bit of a weird. He's he, it's what they're going for. He's a nerd and he's meant to be a bit kind of. They're, they're kind of taking his social awkwardness in a different direction and we'll talk about that in this next one um, but there are some times where it rubs up against you I also think him and Kirsten Dunst have no charisma unfortunately um, mm. I think there's a lot of just movie magic like good direction that's helping their relationship but I think in terms of them as characters on on paper script uh, it's not it's not coming together and I think she's very uh, underwritten sadly I think she's a and it's going to be it, that'll come up when we do talk about the second one and even the third one if we get to it uh, she's always kind of the black sheep of these films um, yeah which uh, sticks out more and more each time I watch them um, mm. but yeah overall it's a great time it's classic 
Uh, it, it holds up uh, despite being dated in some elements. I do, like I said, I think earnestness is the key to it. It's all just taken very like not seriously, but you know, earnestly. Mm. Um, and it's a, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's it's. It, I I really do think it's better than your average super, your super average superhero film today. I I really really do. I probably wouldn't give it four star. I probably give it three. I think it's closest to a three. Um, mm. But that doesn't mean I don't love it and it's still like burnt into my mind, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. I think in comparison to many kind of origin things that, that leads on into others, yeah. I think it's quite strong in that respect. I'm trying to think retrospectively in, in terms of like... a great like, first instalment. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like there's not many I've watched since the, the experience of watching this for the first time that have they've given the same effect um and i think that's a fair judgment because like there were so many back then like you had like especially when you were younger there was like a whole bank of films for you to watch like origin stories and films and um it was like uh it was the one that kind of i didn't know why for years but obviously i understand a lot more now but um it's one that stuck with me most um, and felt that it was like the best beginning to the wider story. Like I, I came out of this film wanting more um, as opposed to a lot of other origin stories out there that uh, didn't really work as well. Um, but yeah, uh, as a movie, it's like a seven, eight. Um, uh, I, I stand by that. Um, but, but yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, fair, I guess. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was, it was good. It's good time. It's nice to revisit. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it it was nice. It was um, it was nice seeing like the poster, and being mm-hmm. like, oh, I remember this on. <laughs> oh, remember on when VHS? Remember good iconography. Oh. oh, good posters. Good posters. Yep. Oh, good we'll get into good, that. Good font. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's good move s- swiftly on. Because we're mm. not done with <laughs> Spider-Man. No, yeah, we've uh, dropped it. Go ten ye- Fast forward in 10 years. Fast forward 10 years, exactly, yeah. Decade later. VHS is uh, VHS is dead. No, we're in the era of DVD and 3D movies. And the year is 2012. Um, Big Bang Theory is the biggest show on earth. Uh, it's cool <laughs> to be a nerd. Yeah. Yeah, this, we're kind of in like peak kind of hipster era. Um there was supposed to be a fourth Spider-Man film by Sam Raimi uh, around 2009-ish, but it fell apart. Um, so Sony decided to move immediately with a reboot Boom. by Mark Webb, who had done previously a lot of TV work and some music videos and stuff. Uh, but he, most notably, his di- directorial debut in terms of feature was 500 Days of Summer. Um, and then he got a job on this the amazing spider-man the reboot uh with andrew garfield as a lead and stone as gwen stacy mm. um some welsh guy who's the lizard i can't remember his name uh reese uh reese effens i believe is it yeah 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 reese effens there you go um yeah so this it's uh yeah so <laughs> um where do we where do we start with this where one? Where to start? So the so the climate of superhero movies are very different. Marvel has come up with the Avengers and changed the world of that. Um, Correct. Yeah. And Sony are thinking, well, you know, we've got the rights to the most 
the most profitable character in comic book history <laughs> uh better cash in the, the big question about rebooting something that is as iconic as uh you know the sam raimi trilogy is well what new are we going to bring to the table there's not mm. much about the origins of peter parker that you can really change up without drastically changing it so what kind of new elements do you go for um this amazing spider-man film is a bit more oh god it's it's very uh, it's very of the time i think it's more of the time than the 2002 one somehow um mm. well it was in the it was in the time of uh it, it it makes complete sense given the direction they went with it why um what's his name uh mark webb yeah mark webb yeah why he was chosen for it because like um it was almost like they were trying to make it like a teen romance film um and having just come out of 500 days of summer um that makes complete sense because it, it felt yes. like yeah. it felt like that era of film where it was like it was very <sighs> millennial very hipster very, very and yeah very hipster yeah um and also very kind of like polished like it was in the same era that i remember Everyone's watching very pretty yeah like i, I have to uh, like i remember watching like a lot of my sister used to my older sister used to watch a lot of teen drama shows like Hollyoaks and 90210 and all this stuff and like everyone was just polished like, everyone was photoshopped and schools were like full of like boys with receding hairlines like adults playing <laughs> uh, you know 17 year olds and whatever um, yeah. that was shocking in this film because they had a scene where Emma it was Emma Stone yeah Emma Stone yeah. like she comes out of her room she's like oh my god dad I'm like was it like 17 or whatever yeah, they're meant to be like seventeen. I buy them more, and, and, I, and I was, and I, was I buy like, them more what? as that age than like Toby. He was like thirty. <laughs> you know, I think Andrew yeah. was twenty eight. Yeah. So you know, he's not, he's not um, a teen. He's not, he's not ripe. But I think in terms of casting, <laughs> the issue is more is more what you're saying it's about the like the, the fact that they're like these gorgeous like supermodels. <laughs> you know, like everyone in the school is like very attractive. They're like very, all, very attractive yeah. young people. The bully is Again. like you know, this alpha Chad like type, you know, <laughs> this is like it's, ripped it's, it's maroon so type. It's so bizarre. It's um, like... Yeah. And in terms of like characterization, you know, I get, you know, I, 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 this is where it's, it's a tough one for me because obviously like Spider-Man's so dear to me, but I'm also mm. always like, you know, change it, reinvent it and, you know, for new times or whatever, like fuck it, do it. Um, I think with us they do miss the point they do miss the mark though where he's not like a nerd really he's just like the he's like the too too, I don't cool, buy too, it. too cool for school kid he's like too he's like <laughs> he's like yeah he's like a bit of an asshole like like you, kinda, no you should kind of see why he gets bullied like because he's just this kind of weirdo he's just, and, like, no, just trying to be no. old and you know different he skateboards his hair's always perfect <laughs> like there you know no, what I mean there was no believable struggle to why Gwen Stacy fell for him it was just like that part of the story was like oh well that was easy yeah they kind of just perk up immediately towards each other um you know, okay? pe- people always say about uh, this this franchise that their chemistry is re- really really good <clears throat> it is well, I don't think it is I think- I don't think, I it think is. it's. 
I, I think it is. I think it's. Mm. I think as actors, I think they were very comfortable around each other. It seemed like it didn't well, feel they got a little too disingenuous. Comfortable each other. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know if you're reading. I don't reading the gossip magazines, but I think they were kissing behind. Sun. I haven't. Oh, well, I, I don't. I don't read the Sun, um, uh, and I don't read gossip magazines. Well, I do, and let me tell you. <laughs> um, no, dude, I don't think they are. I don't. I. I find them. It, maybe it's not because of them. It's, it might be more because of the script. They lean more into the like awkward, like <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I'm so awkward and teenager and hormonal, and that is weird. It's that turned up to like eleven extreme. Yeah, there's a scene where like he like asks her out in the school, and it's just Ooh, unbearable. It was just like oh my god, this is fucking awful. And but also it's so dated, as- so dated. It's that like 500 Days of Summer thing where it's like. That perky kind of like, oh, awful. you like me? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, wow. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> fuck this, it sucks. It sucks so bad. I do not like the relationship between them in these films. I think it's, it's fucking awful. I'm sorry. Well, I know it's going to be the one good, good no, 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 thing no, no, about no. them. I, I was going to say that that was like... I That was like... I, like, I, I, I somewhat liked that. It was like um, the fact that they laughed their way out of that scene. I was like, oh, look, they clearly have like good chemistry as actors but like these characters are just what's going on but I felt that as actors when they were acting together like it wasn't like necessarily unbelievable like like oh they 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 weren't wooden around each other like but unfortunately like the the, the way that the, the, the script kind of played out and the way that they directed it was just kind of like it was as you described just fucking like painful to watch it's just um, too much. I think, like, maybe their chemistry is good. They're matching each other's energy. Mean. Yeah. Their, it's just their energy sucks. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's not sucks. translated well at all. Like, it's yeah. so... It, like you said, it's it's so to 11. And it yeah. just... It's it's really kind of like... It should be the, the thing, the driving force kind of, of the film. Yeah. And you just don't want to look at it. No. You just are no. like, oh, I hate this. Um, yeah. I really don't find this interesting. It's too easy. Like, yeah. it, it's too easy for them to fall in love. So they've already fallen in love and it's not even halfway through the film. And it's like, well, <laughs> right. Um, and some people would argue that, oh, that kind of makes sense because like, then they then he meets the dad and then obviously he makes a promise at the end of film and that's like the drama at the end of film. But like, you know, again, that's Which is also a somewhat- lot. Somewhat of a ripoff of the uh, of the previous movie, uh, you know, having a mm. uh, a death that changes the dynamics is um, you know it's, that's kind of treaded water at this point. I um, <clears throat> I think the issue of supporting cast it, it extends to everyone in this film. Um, I don't really like any of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of like the Uncle Ben in this. He's fine. He's not as good as the last guy. Um, God forgive me. I don't know his name. Um, but he's fine. He's kind of funny. God damn it. Um, stuff like his little speech that he gives him now, where he kind of, he kind of oh, not, yeah. he kind of not gives him the great power so speech. Wooden. It's just very like, it feels belaboured. It feels a bit like you know, we're doing it because we have to. Uh, we don't really. Well, they do didn't. It. They didn't sound like they talked like people. But in no one in this is talking like a like, human being. Like if should. he ever talked to Uncle Ben, it was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this now. All right, cool. Bye. And it was like, but then it was like, oh, well, maybe they're, 
what they're trying to do there is just show that they're awkward and don't talk much. But then it happens to every character. Like they're like, oh yeah, um, I'm gonna do this. I think this. Yeah. Or I think that. There's oh, a moment well, with. Uh, okay. Moment, there's a moment with Uncle Ben where he's kind of has a little talk with him and then he goes, "Hey, Uncle Ben, you're you're great. You're a great dad." <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks, Muji. Thanks for uh thanks for letting us know. I didn't get it. I didn't understand that they had a a uh, a parental relationship. I didn't I I didn't catch that, thank you. <laughs> you know, and where you look at the previous film and you know, the chemistry and the writing is so much better that you don't need to be bashed over the head with that kind of thing. Um, no, I didn't I didn't feel much like I didn't feel that they mattered in the story. No. I felt like they only got in the way and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, they feel annoying um, as well. Like, Aunt May feels like, really, really annoying in this film. She's just constantly like, what's going like, on with you? What's... Uh, uh, and he's all angsty and pouting and skulking around and it's just like, this sucks. This sucks. I don't care. <laughs> and, and it's like, but they have to almost like reaffirm that, don't worry, they, they don't hate each other. They do love each other because she's always saying it. Um, it's like, that all that this is it feels like such a backwards way of building the the core relationship of this. Yeah, you get um, actually, yeah, you actually kind of get no real sense of like what hit, hit the relationship is like with with Aunt May in this film. Like it's just very no. kind of like if it was almost She's like just they, there. If it, 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 I kind of get the, the vibe from it of like Uncle Ben dies and they're both kind of like oh fuck I'm stuck with you shit <laughs> you know yeah, what I like mean? You, it comes across we were, like that we were we both were the least favorite part of. <laughs> This family, yeah, to I was each other. Here, I was here for that guy. So <laughs> she's like, "Look, you just got dropped on my doorstep one day. Like, I don't, I don't." You, you, sp- know. <laughs> you, you spend no real moments of grief, really, either. No, like, yeah. Oh, they they fucking burn through. Fly his past death. that. They they just go sh- like, yep, yeah, bang bang, dead. Police come to the house, it, cry. It's, it's done. As much Moving as on. the the amount that they go to is, whenever someone dies that he's involved with. He does this weird kind of panic thing and they die and he does like a scream or a grunt and then it just, he's just kind of like teary eyed and then there's nothing else. And it's just like, oh, and next scene, lab time, we're in a lab now and we're with this character and then we'll cut back and he's he's just doing his thing in his room. He's just fiddling about or, you know, he's, he's, he's running up buildings again and it was just like, the pacing of it was so strange. It's just like, what the fuck's tying all this together? Um, it just yeah. felt like scenes. Um, it does feel like a collection of scenes, and that's uh, horrible for a two-hour film, I must say. <laughs> oh, God, it was... it was, I, Honestly, I got about halfway through it, and I was like, oh, my God, Like it's only halfway through it. And I, I went in with such an open mind because I hadn't seen this film in years. I remember vaguely somewhat enjoying it when I was a kid, but, mm. like... I remember not being like violently attached to it. Like it wasn't enough for me to have like another Spider-Man phase in my life. I still wanted to play with Doc Ock. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Doc Ock is sick. Um, right. You know, it yeah. was like it, it didn't make me fall in love with Spider-Man. Like I remember, no. it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, do a good job at like giving you the uh, compelling parts about the character. It's a very what because like <clears throat> they do some stuff that's like more in tune with the character, I suppose. I love the web shooters and all that stuff. That's great. But then, like, you know, the kind of Uncle Ben thing just has no kind of importance to the, to the narrative, really. I mean, it kind of does loosely, but that's more exemplified in the uh, Gwen Stacy father kind of stuff going on 
that 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 kind of theme comes up more there. Um, and it's almost like that he that character is a bit more of the Uncle Ben in this film, weirdly. Um, mm. You know, and things like the quippiness and stuff. Like I think as a Spider Man, um, I kind of like him a lot. I, I, I like his kind of it's very uh, again it's very t- 2012 it's very like uh, you know sarky uh, ironic kind of humour but yeah. uh, you know I, I, I buy him as the persona of Spider-Man um, but you know stuff like like the, the characters like financial like problems like that never comes up they live in like a nice house there's never really a sense that they have like financial issues like, yeah, there's no, there's no like, there's no, there's no struggle. It just seems to be like, an issue. And, it seems to go to a good school, and I, like, <laughs> and like he's he he's like a a, a genius, but like, uh, so is Toby. That's not the problem with it. Like the scenes where he was like finding his powers and stuff, um, it was all it was all very montagey and like all in one bit. So it was like he did like a montage and and did that and did it all at once. And then was just, I guess he was just good at it. Like, yeah, he kind of just figures it out. <laughs> he just figures it out and he's not phased by it at all. Like they did the thing where he woke up and um, like things stick onto his hands and all of this stuff and he can walk up walls and he's just kind of like, oh, oh man, sick. I'm going to sit on top of my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's not phased by any of it. He just gets on with it. Like, but yeah. it's the same. It's the same approach that they have with the deaths and any emotional thing in this film. Like it was just gone, like the wind. It was just like, oh, this happened. Mm. Oh, we'll have a little cry and then we'll oh, okay, it's fine. Let's yeah. just move on to the next bit. And it's like, back, what? Yeah. Just it. It did. It, it didn't feel very real. It didn't no. feel. You, you couldn't attach yourself to. Yeah, just confusing. Just, just strange. Um, and there's too much. There's also just like too much going on. In this as well, like we talked about, how two thousand two Spider Man is a very lean film, and in this, there's so many like plot, like plot threads going on. Like you've got Uncle Ben death, and then you got obviously him becoming Spider Man, and then also Lizard, and then whatever's going on with Oscorp, and then whatever was going on with his dad and Gwen Stacy. Like there's Mm. so many, there's so much stuff going on. Like the film never can really chew down on one bit, and never can like focus on one element, you know. Um, hmm. I think it was interesting that they, you know, conceptually going in, they went, you know, why don't we explore uh, his parents and what what was going on with them and what happened to them and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, it didn't work out. <laughs> I think that's it's some of the worst elements of uh, this this franchise and its sequel. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, they you can tell you can you can just really tell that they were really sh- kind of struggling to from the drawing board go like the kind of yeah go like okay how can we change this because we need to do this like we need to do Uncle Ben and we need Aunt May and all this stuff and it just it makes it feel obligatory rather than like oh we really want to do it obligatory yeah it felt like it was uh, ticking boxes this film felt like absolutely we've got to have that in there we've got to have that in there we've got to have that like it was it was all very kind of one dimensional Um, and that kind of translated to his characters as well like the villain was very kind of one dimensional and like he, his his motivations were weird. At, at, his first motivation was like, "No, you can't give this serum to anyone else because it's it's not ready t- yet." And then chooses to inject himself. Um, 
I suppose supposedly out of like impatience or like well, threatening shut down. He's got to grow his arm back. How else is he gonna? How is he oh, gonna yeah. joke? The man and needs he grows, to joke. <laughs> he grows it back and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. and then he starts transforming. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. he finds out that Medic. the other guy's Medic. running off with the serum. Immediate conclusion: like, I'm gonna turn everyone to a lizard. This is gonna work out good for me. I think. <laughs> I think this and, is a very um, good thing to do because I have lizard I, brain. Apparently, <laughs> I had a I had a conversation with um, with Brandon at work. And uh, you guys will know who that is very soon. Um, no spoilers. And he spoke about the Avengers thing in the sky, where it was kind of like a beam in the sky thing, which we saw in also like uh, was a thing that was brought up in oh, Suicide yeah. Squad, like the original. Of like, yeah. oh, how do we Big how do we beam. add a centerpiece? This I know. We'll do a beam into the sky. It's in Fan Four, um, so can, yeah. And it's like, oh, fantastic! So we're going to shoot some sort of gas into the sky, and uh, that's going to be the center point. Yeah, it's this thing. This this big tower thing, and it's just like fuck me, man. And it's kind of it's strange because like, part of part of this film is that they're trying to be a bit more gritty as well. There's a bit <clears throat> they're clearly taking better notes from like what Nolan was doing with Batman, very dark, like <clears throat> maybe not in tone. I know it sounds weird, but like that is what <laughs> yeah, they're doing. Look, like I can see it though. I can see it. Like they tried to t- make it more serious, a bit but, more serious, a bit but more grounded. It, it's very you know, a lot it, of nighttime sequences, very kind of like edgy. And it's like if it was weird, it's the complete opposite. If it was weird for it to do for it to be kind of swinging for that, but then also yeah, the final fight is big beam, like why like wouldn't like you know rampaging so rampaging lizard monster be enough? Like wouldn't that kind of be a bit more gritty and punch crunchy for you? Like it it seems a bit um it's a bit it seems like a bit of a crutch, you know? Like oh we don't really know what to do with this fucking lizard man. Uh, I guess we're you know have him try to turn everyone into fucking into lizards. It, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's silly. It's very silly and not in that like fun way in the original. It's a uh, it's just like okay, <laughs> like sure I guess. Like I don't know why he wanted to do that. Uh, there didn't seem to be any reason for it. Um, not that the film really kept me kept my attention for me to really care anyway. But yeah, that's true. That's true. I do feel bad. I do kind of feel bad for this film because it does have that kind of arrow in the knee of being a Spider-Man reboot, which I just I do think is uh, coming coming from you know Sam Raimi's work. I think it's a is a tough one to do, and I admire the swings and I and there are, there are elements I do like about it. Is a thing I I kind of I will give it the benefit of the doubt in a lot of places. I like a lot of the action in this. If I'm going to give give it anything, uh, I think the web swinging this is awesome. Um, mm. I love like the GoPro shots and stuff. I think that's so cool. Um, the 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 kind of more emphasis on him interacting with the architecture and stuff. It's a little like we didn't need that, you know, the whole thing of the cranes. We didn't need that. Uh, oh no, Spider Man! No. Spider Man can't swing from one end to the city without these cranes. It's like okay, well, isn't he, isn't he fucking useless then? But you know. Yeah. <laughs> there are moments that are fun. I like where he's like running away from the police and he's swinging under the bridge and when he's doing his kind of little vigilante missions. That's all very good. Whenever it's kind of like s- supplementary Spider-Man stuff, I think there's some of the best mm. Spider-Man shit going on in this. Um, it's the, the, it's the that action, main story. The that, good. Yeah, it's just, it's just that main story that really bogs it down. Great sequence in the high school with the fighting the lizard. Like, it's a, little, it's a little too flashy for my taste, but it's a nicely kind of choreographed fight. You know, you've got that nice little Stanley cameo with the table, like... You know that that stuff's cool. I I just wish it was a 
I wish it was in a better film <laughs> at the end of the day. Mm, um, yeah. I just do not like any of these characters and the plot is so com- gets so convoluted and especially going into the sequel. Um, it, I don't it, know what they were doing with this. I don't know, like, this. No. I, don't, I think I've, I think the problem with Sony is that, and what kind of led to the downfall of Sam Raimi's films is that there's this kind of too many cooks in the kitchen, I think, and everyone's kind of mm. throwing in ideas and we got to do this. And like, oh, that's great, up. that's great, that's cool, that's cool. And yeah. never really asking why it'd be there in the first place. And Absolutely. And I think, into it. I think Mark Webb, you can see you can see why they hired him. Mm. But we're in this kind of Marvel territory where you kind of pick up a young up-and-coming director who isn't going to push back. You know, they're going to go, they're, they're a bit of a yes man. They're just a bit of a, you know, no offence to Mark Webb, but that's the, the impression I get from his films. Uh, his sure. take on Spider-Man that he didn't really bring a lot of his distinct, 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 you know, kind of qualities to it. I suppose it, you do see it in the romance element, but that's it. You know, <laughs> like I'm not watching 500 Days of Summer and thinking, yes, yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's a shame because I, you know, I don't think Andrew Garfield's like terrible. I think he's too pretty. But I mean. The one time I did buy him was when he can't was wearing... Be too angry about that. <clears throat> he can't do much about that, can he? Bless him. Yeah, bless him. But, you know, the, the only time I did buy him was when he's wearing the glasses. Like, that was a moment that pissed me off where he finds his dad's glasses and puts those on. I'm like, no! Let's have him wear glasses. Let's have him wear the fucking glasses. Like, fuck off. Stop doing this shit. You know? <laughs> Don't give him a fucking skateboard. Like, he's not, like... He's not a skater kid. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's weird. But it, then again, it's it's very off the time, isn't it? Like those yeah, elements are kind of like baked into it, and trying to like reinvent it a bit, like have it not be that he's like a dork, have it be like that he's just kind of the yeah the weird guy in class kind of vibe. Like, it's I, just not. Know. It you just don't buy it, and no. it's like my my guess behind the 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 shelf of this film, is in like the the why it was picked up as a concept, was that some guy came along was like, hey guys you know, we want to make this Spider-Man movie and they would have gone to them like, oh, okay, well, go and do some camera tests and then the whole crew would have gone away and done camera tests and they would have done, guaranteed, like, the camera tests of, like, the fucking swinging and stuff and they would have come back with that and gone, look how cool this looks and they go, bloody hell, that's so... that's so leaps and bounds from the last movie, that's fantastic, make that a film and they go, oh, no. Um, like I imagine that's how they got a lot of investment which has been like these because that's the things that work and seem to have a lot of attention paid into them it's like all oh, these swinging scenes like these cool action bits I feel like that's where they started and then they just built everything else around it where it's I feel kind of like, like the worst outcome of a modern superhero film because what you're describing now is essentially the kind of <clears throat> the, Marvel, the, ideas the, the, the Marvel track record yeah exactly like throwing you the concept art and some camera tests and going, hey, look at this. You like this? And they go, yep, do it. Um, this is kind of the worst outcome of that where, yeah. on, you know, in terms of script and story, it's uh, it's bad. It stinks. Get it away from me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it only gets worse. It, you know, sadly, it only gets worse um, into the second one. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it's not great. And it's, it's grass, but its biggest problem is the counterpart is the villains in this um, because that was such a strong driving force in the last lot um, and the third Spider-Man film I felt just went way overboard with it I felt it was like you said earlier the uh, 
there's too many chefs in the kitchen with that film. Yeah, it's fucking. Um, where they try to do so much at once. It's fucking Avier Rad. Fucking it's, sticking his big sausage fingers in the pie. <laughs> his, his, his big rings. He's got them in. He's like, put venom in. He's like, oh, add go on. This film needs um, venom. That'll sell. Um, <laughs> put this toy in. Look, black suit. That's a, that's a good toy. Yeah. Um, do you think but of the, again, uh, yeah, it, the villains just don't drive any form of the narrative forward like i don't care about oh, them no. No, no. um at all and like everyone's no. going on about like oh you know this new spider-man like we're bringing back all these heroes and that and i'm like i ain't fu- i don't fucking care that the lizard's coming back or that electro man's coming back like yeah they've, uh, they sucked <laughs> they've really been like, they, uh, done dirty with that <laughs> yeah like they they, they suck mm. no 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 one really liked them they weren't like yeah, they the were just kind of like oh for the only... fans it was like do you remember like we haven't done these ones yet do you remember these guys like, who are the iconic oh characters God. from the amazing who are the iconic villains from the amazing spider-man series hmm dame uh, dame de Haan's green goblin ugly goblin face boy <laughs> you yeah. should bring him back that'd be cool one man lizard man lizard no, one arm man lizard question mark he didn't die at the end of this film, did he? No, they lock him up so, and then a mysterious man comes to see him. Ooh. Do you know they they had no idea what they were going to do with that either? That was like an element. That's quite funny. The, it, the, I think Mark Webb or something was talking about it in an interview and saying like, yeah, yeah we you know, no idea. we just had to do a post credit scene and we just threw that together. And you can tell. You can tell like they had a... <laughs> I love they pointless post credits. They had a cell set and they're like, all right, yeah. we'll uh, we'll do a Put thing. Let's see if it see if it uh, kick the beehive. Let's see if it does anything. And who, who's gonna who's gonna who's the man from the shadows gonna be? We don't see. It's a man in a hat. It's a mysterious old man. Of course it is. Mm, who knows who that is? <laughs> they could probably call that back in the new one. Oh yeah, they should bring him back. The Hat Man. Hat Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Um, <clears throat> anyway. But anyway. Um, yeah, this, the driving force in this movie is just bizarre. It's odd. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It, it, it no, can't. It's it too many things going on. It can't bark like, down on one idea. It's just uh, emo- throwing anything. Emotionally, at it's like just all over the place. Like you don't know. You don't really care too much about its central characters. You don't believe their motivations. Um, you don't believe their emotions. Um, it just no, all yeah. kind of is very soft and also like it's it doesn't feel grounded in a world that feels real either like the way no. that people react to things and the way that like the, the, the you remember the main cop man the the dad um yeah. captain gwen i think oh, no fucking not captain, captain gwen, gwen is it captain i love Stacey. our character captain gwen <laughs> um captain it's probably, stacy it's probably a fucking character at this point but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's probably true um, yeah, it's just what if dad becoming a fucking super lizard? Um, so yeah, with his character, like it was funny because, like, there was literally a fucking 10 foot lizard just walking about the city, and no one seemed like phased <laughs> by that. It was like they'd seen it all before, yeah. Um, and he was also like, I must catch this man in a suit not go after this 10-foot lizards climb up a building in New York. Right, yeah. And it was like, what on earth is going on here? Like, they have this scene where he gets caught by the police. And I'm like, guys, like, 
there's there's like this kaiju that's destroying the city and he's like no all the forces go and catch spider-man he's a bloody menace Mm, it's like like, come on chaps like it it doesn't feel like grounded in any sense of like um i didn't they're just not people come on guys characters are people come on leave him leave him alone (laughs) he's a lanky spider boy leave him alone they're they're just not people they're just not people uh they're just like kind of script script readers um yeah they just read bits of dialogue and it's just like it's bizarre and it's a shame because like I kind of vibed with cool I remember vibing with cool Spider-Man because like um like this he just was cool to watch um the swinging stuff was so cool like all this stuff and it was just kind of like um yeah fucking just it was just sloppy um had no lights to heart um and I think that's why a lot of people didn't emotionally connect with it either. Like I didn't feel it at all. Like, uh, you know, by any means, rooting for any of the characters in this. Um, that I just didn't care about any of them, and it's really sh- it's really sad. Yeah, very misguided effort from start to finish. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. But it, it's a it's a, it's very boring. It's a very boring movie. Um, yeah, the lizard is very ugly too. He, uh, they should have, they should have made him. He should have worn the coat. Make him out of coat. I don't know why he's nude. <laughs> it's weird. Don't like oh, it. Yeah. Give him ripped pants and the coat. That's like the iconic look. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, two two star for this one. I think I I do feel bad for it. I think I think like. <sighs> You know, I can see some things in it that I'm like, yeah, that's some good, that's some good Spider-Man shit, and I love some good Spider-Man shit. But uh, it's all just bogged down by a by a, by not a lot and too much at the same time. Um, it's probably one of the worst comic book movies out there, to be honest. Um, until we get to the sequel, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, you know. Uh, that's a, that's going to be another funny element of this uh, new Spider-Man film. It's like, I mean, Andrew Garfield. Like, I don't know. <laughs> do we? Like, what are you gonna What are you gonna do? Like, uh, he's fine, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be clapping for him. <laughs> You'll see him just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you rate the Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, like a four out of ten. Yeah. Fat, fat two. It was just like. There's no point going over the summary again, but yeah, it's just it was there was no charm, and yeah. it just uh, it it just felt sad. I, <laughs> I, I saw it, I it, I I saw like a post that Andrew got an interview that Andrew Garfield did and saying about how um, it was a very like heart wrenching process. Uh, I think he was very passionate about Spider Man, um, and it feels that a lot of like his ideas weren't translated. Um, and it was kind of in favour for money yeah. and and yeah in all fairness to him I think he's like doing a good job I just think it's well he carries the film like his yeah kind of it, yeah you know uh, and that's 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 what I mean that is literally all I can take from it like that's how tough this journey is that like, he carries the film and he, he has flaws um, but he describes it as a painful painful process of making it and I can see that yeah. Um, yeah, I can just feel that. bad for him 
like I feel bad for everyone that kind of put effort into this because it, it just doesn't tie together very well and it's a good example of that and I'm glad we did this double feature because it's it's a good analysis like if you go away and watch these two movies I think you'll you'll grasp onto a few of the things that we're trying to loosely kind of bring up yeah. um yeah it, it became very kind of violently apparent to me watching these um back it's, to back it's very it just night and day <laughs> it's terrible whiplash isn't it yeah <clears throat> it's it could tonally it's just completely different ride um and yeah you know these were both nostalgic films for me i think that's and for a lot of people that's why the the new one that's supposed to be coming out is such like a a whiz because everyone has like feelings towards oh, like nostalgia I suppose you could say towards the first uh, to, to both incarnations but like fuck me man this just isn't as charming um, it's, and it's a real shame because um, I think it did have potential especially exploring villains that we've yet to see you know if they, they came out and they're like right we're going to do Doc Ock again or Green Goblin or um, I'm glad that they were just like don't you don't you dare touch that character. Yeah, true. Um, Oscorp shows up, but we don't see Norman Osborn. Great, good, no, yeah. don't do it. Like, fantastic, <clears throat> just don't do that. Um, Immediately forget that lesson by a second film. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And and purpose is a huge part of it as well. Like the purpose behind actually making it, like why would you not? Why would you remake a film if you feel like you couldn't go leaps and bounds if you felt if you felt you didn't have a good shot of going leaps and bounds above the original um don't even bother yeah like what's the point yeah you know we've seen money, like dunes money, recently money, come out money, and, money. yeah well the, the big pennies that is true <laughs> um big pennies is a big aspect yeah. to consider um <laughs> i like money uh uh yeah it's um good example of that so get watching or don't or don't save yourself oh dear, go just, watch uh, go watch the second one instead because that's better um yeah. but i had fun with watching both of these um it's really kind of ignited my reasoning for liking and disliking both <laughs> sure. um yeah. and, and considering what i i want to kind of like come out of whatever happens um, in two hours' time, we, uh, we shall see. We shall see. <clears throat> well, thanks for that. Thanks for listening. Yeah, hope you enjoyed. Joined us on this little uh, spy spider perspective, spider spidey spider perspective. Oh, you can think of something. Sp- um. um uh, anyway, this <coughs> this is. <coughs> Spidey, good. Spidey. I don't. Throw. No, I don't know. Um, Thanks for joining us to watch these old movies. Um, let us know what you thought. I'll do. Show your hot takes and opinions. Because um, it's double feature, <laughs> I'm going to do recommendations. Uh, <gasps> what are we gonna? What are we gonna do? I actually have one, ready and waiting. I've gone. It's, oh, do you? I do. Oh, okay. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, I think I need to revisit this film because I always hear good things about it. I've seen it and I'm not personally taken by it. Uh, I think it's got a major issue, a major, major flaw. Um, but I know it's one that you really like. It's really special to you and that you love. And I want to have an interesting conversation about it. 
I'm going to suggest Place Beyond the Pines. Nemo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finding Nemo, yes, we're going to talk about it. Finding... Ah, place... <laughs> you'll give me another reason to watch this favourite movie of mine. Yes, Place Beyond the Pines with Ryan Gosselman. Um, Goslang. Yeah, Goslang. Um, I I I wanna I I need to I need to revisit. I think I I think I may have misevaluated it, but we'll see. And I'm interested to okay. know about what it is that you love so much about it. So there you go. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that. Actually, uh, I I I, I want to do a bit of a revisit myself. Okay. Um, there's a film I remember watching that got me into a certain director that we've actually spoken about and had a good discussion about in the past. Um. But that's a 2012 Seven Psychopaths. Ooh, okay. Um, this is a film I remember watching and liking. I actually found this really funny when I watched mm. it, but I haven't watched it in so long um, yeah. that I want to revisit it. And we have very, we have very two. I think even my, even my perspective of this film uh, has has kind of bewittled over time. But I remember seeing three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri was like a I actually really had a great time watching that and Alex was just like I hate it <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we've had a very good discussion about that in the past um, and uh, one of his earliest movies was um, Seven Psychopaths um, just after In Bruges um, and I remember it being a lot of fun uh, I, I want a good laugh and it's got a good cast uh, okay. and I just want to see if it holds up okay. if I actually do enjoy it going back because it's been I think I watched it when I was like 15 I've been in so it's been I've been a long time for a while so that works out have you ever seen it? no <laughs> oh fantastic no. okay cool oh cool well there we go and there you go your recommendations for next episode are a place, to be, a place Beyond the Pines and Seven Psychopaths tune in for that in two weeks time um, thanks okay. for listening as always if you like the show uh, follow me um, I'm always in public you can you can probably if you wear a big coat I probably won't notice you um, um, mm, no if you go uh, you know what the, the links are in the description they're in the show notes click on that go right now click on the show notes and there's all the links right there there'll be a link to the discord come, <laughs> come react with, uh, with us to the new Spider-Man material yeah, join the Discord, be part of the conversation as always. We love you guys in the Discord. And if you want to support the show, head over to... Oh, I really got a cough. <coughs> Excuse me. It's dying, um, man. You can edit that out. Uh, if you want to support the show... damn vapes. <laughs> support the show, go to patreon.com slash draft. Five pound a month gets you access to the writer's room. A monthly bonus episode where we talk about anything and everything. Um, and you get a special role on Discord too for your uh, very generous support. Um, next episode, I don't know what's going to be, but it'll be something. Uh, until then, I'll see you. I'll see you around. Um, is there a Spider-Man pun I can tie in? Uh, no, I don't think there is. I can't think of any. No. Can you edit in the clip of Wonderful going, so long, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. I'll edit. I'll edit a, a lot of a. Uh, snippets in at the end here so enjoy them can you, can uh, you, um, can you at the end top five best spider-man moments um, oh, it'd be epic it'd be so good yeah i look forward to that <laughs> <laughs>
stuff. Bye. Oh, oh, oh yeah, see you later. Bye. <laughs> oh yes. Bye.